Hey, it is Chastity, and welcome to the Profound Ramblings of Chastity's Infinite Wisdom Podcast. Today is all, still, it is uh, uh, March 5th, and um, for my first guest, this is like a roundtable discussion for the first guest, um, so I'm going to introduce everybody who's at the table with me. Okay, so our guest for this time is Terry Posant. Hi, Terry. Hi, Chastity. How are you doing today? Oh, okay. That's good. Terry, uh, he spent his life as a blind vendor. Um, for those who don't know, and I'm, I'm just going to start, like, I'm talking to every like, like everybody doesn't know, because, you know, you just, there are some blind people who will know, and others, you know, this is going to be heard by blind and sighted people alike, so <clears throat> for those who may not know, um... There is a business enterprise program for the blind, and Terry was a blind vendor. Terry, tell us a little bit about the program. Uh, Well, I'm sorry. Before I get into that, I would also like to introduce Wayland. He's here. Wayland, say hi to everybody in the podcast. Hi. Oh, that sounds so enthusiastic. I'm so excited. Really? What are you? Um, If you have any questions for Terry, you can uh, indicate like that, and and then uh, I will... will, uh, you know, get get you going. I'll say, okay, we're going to turn in for a question for Waylon right now. Okay, so this is our first podcast, first episode with a guest. Um, and most <clears throat> of the time when you have a guest on your podcast on Anchor, you have to um, add them. You know, like they have to have Anchor as well and you have to conference them in. But we live together, all of us do. And... So we're just having a roundtable discussion, having drinks, and just, um, I just cracked up. I'm going to talk can of Bud. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I just, um, cracked open a Diet Pepsi. And I, I'm drinking. And I got a water, so. I'm drinking Pepsi, too. Oh, cool. I Pepsi. I wish we were drinking Fago. But anyway, we're not. So that's just going to have to be the way it is. Anyway, Terry, so tell us about the Business Enterprise Program. So how did you... How did you first learn about the business enterprise program? How, how old were you, and how did you learn about it? Well, I heard, I heard about it in high school. Actually, they had a career day, school for the blind, Michigan, and they had someone from uh, who ran a vending stand somewhere in the state. Uh huh. The state of what? Confusion. Michigan. 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 Oh, okay. And uh, and uh, he told us about it and stuff like that. And we had a small stand at school for the blind, which we ran. Uh-huh. Juniors and seniors, and um, we sold, you know, candy and pop and stuff like that. I like doing that. So, oh, uh, you never told me you, you ran a, a little stand in high school with everybody. Well, yeah, well, our classes ran it, so oh. we didn't run it. Each person didn't run it every day, but you know, we had turns and right. And uh, so, so based on that activity, you really liked it, I guess, and you decided, hey, this is for me, this is something I want to pursue? Yeah, that's all we sold with ships, pop, and candy at school. At school? Yeah. yeah. Who, who else helped you run it? Anyone that you want to mention? Shout out to? Well, my classmates, and and they had a teacher advisor help us. Is there any classmates you want to do a shout out to on here? My brother, but he's Larry, and okay. he, he won't hear this, I know. But, uh, well, I'll tag you on Facebook. I'll tag you as, you know, since since we're uh, talking with you, I'm going to tag you on Facebook. And So, anybody anybody else you want to say, give a shout out to? Um, 
Uh, I know Mark Martin ran the, helped run the stand in his junior senior year. Okay. When he was in, after me, after yeah. I got out. And so did, did he graduate a year after you, or yeah. a couple years after? Yeah, you? year after. Year after, okay. Yeah. In '73. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you learned. So you first learned about it and got introduced to it in high school, right? Yeah. yeah. And do you remember the blind vendor who came in who owned a stand? Oh gosh, I can't remember his name. I said, ask my brother. He probably ask my brother and Mark. They they might remember, but I can't remember the guy's name now. Yeah. Okay. So he's probably dead and gone by now. But he, maybe he's an older person at the time. Well, you're an older person now too. Well, yeah, but he was <laughs> he was as old as I am now. But he was, you know, very up in years. You know, yeah, 50s probably or something. Probably, yeah. Okay, so so when did you decide? What grade were you in when you decided? Hey, this is definitely the career I want to pursue. Well, that was I. I don't know, junior or senior in high school, because I I figured I didn't know what else I could do. Uh-huh. So I figured that was the easiest way to get a job. And so you just went with the easiest thing that was up there? Yeah, I didn't want to go to college or anything like that. You already knew you didn't want to do college? Yeah, I, my grades weren't very good. Uh, what, what kind of grades were you getting in high school? Mm, some Once in a while, an E. And, an E? Once in a while. I've never uh, heard of an E. What's an E? In, well, it's yeah, excellent. An e. An e, not, not that an wouldn't e. be excellent. I got D's and E's. E's, they, they want some A's. E, did, e did not stand for excellent, did it? E, e stands for you were flunked in the class. E was? Yeah. Okay, so that must have stood for like... Someone up there. Exacerbating work or something. But, uh, <laughs> but I got D's. I got D's most of the time and C's. And some B's once in a while and A's. Uh-huh. Mommy A was, usually wasn't banned. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um... So you so right after high school, you graduated high school. How old were you? I was an old man. Well, how old were you? I was twenty years old because I started school late. A year, a year late. late, and you flunked. I flunked a year. I don't know why. That moment, I don't know. I didn't like that second grade teacher of mine. Oh, okay. Um. So 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 you were twenty when you graduated. Yeah. And did you start? Um, you know, anything toward the vending training right as soon as you graduated, or did you take no, some time I off? To, I went to Rehab Center for the Blind for about a few months. After I Where was that located? That was in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, most of that I didn't need, but some would, you know, help me out somehow. But anyway, um, I hung around there for a few months after I graduated, and then I went to a vending program in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh-huh. Is that how you is that how you learned how you know about uh uh what's that place called in Sandusky? Oh no, I well, I knew about Sandusky before. No, what that, that that uh what's that place called that oh. you, that was the uh yeah, I know what you mean. Um it's an amusement park. Yeah, and it's got rides and yeah, stuff. Right. But what's it called? I can't remember. <laughs> um oh gosh. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. Um I'll think of it eventually. Uh, is it Cedar something? Cedar Point. Cedar Point, yeah, Cedar Point. That's it. Okay. Huge, huge. As most as they call it the roller coast because there's so many roller coasters. Oh wow, I didn't know that. At the time, and they probably got more now, but. So, so you went to Cleveland for your training. Yeah. And so, did you take a bus from? Now, where were you living before you went to Cleveland? Right before you went to Cleveland, were you in Upper Michigan or? Yeah, were you I was in Upper Michigan. 
So, how did you get from Upper Michigan to Cleveland? Did you, well, they fly my, you? I went to see my sister in Milwaukee. I flew from Milwaukee, actually, to Cleveland. And uh, when I flew back, I flew back from Cleveland to Marquette. Uh, when you flew back after your training? Yeah. And the state reimbursed me for it. Okay. Well, we haven't gotten to the after training uh, part yet. Well, so let's, okay. but, but I'm glad you specified. We're talking about traveling now. Yeah. Um... So what uh, what type of uh, so how long were you in training for? When did you start training? We, started, we had three months in training. Plus we had two weeks of, before that was classroom work, where they taught you know sanitation and all that kind of crap, and talked a little bit about taxes, not much, but mm-hmm. and it taught you know other things about what the vending program basically there, but you know right because we didn't have one in Michigan at the time. Yeah. So the closest one was Cleveland? Yeah. Where you could be trained? Well, you could go to Arkansas. That What do they call that? Lions thing? World? I think that was around back then. Yeah, it was. In the 70s, yeah. You could go there for vending stand training, too, but I never thought about Arkansas at all. Yeah. Well, plus, Cleveland is probably closer to Michigan, so... No, it was. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what were the easiest parts of training for you? Like, what did you find were the most easy... Like, what parts of training... You know, did you really feel like, okay, I got this part, so... Yeah, those snack bars, I, I found out later, were quite a bit different than the ones in Michigan. And they had, we sold, we sold everything they had, uh, you know. But uh, most fun was just doing the job, just doing the training, was on the job training part, was the most fun. Of the, on, on the job training? Yeah, we... Uh, like when you work at other people's stands? Yeah. We had to work on three stands each um, at the time, and we had to work... I think it was three or four weeks at each stand. Uh-huh. And uh, then we went to another one, you know, after that. And after those three weeks were over, whatever it was. And we worked in different big buildings in Cleveland, of course. One so, was a federal building, I know that. Oh, that's cool. And one was the old federal building, I think it was. And I can't remember. One was a factory, um, something industries. Mark worked in that place after I did. Uh-huh. So he knew. And the guy that ran that was a great guy. He was or was not a good guy? He was. He was a good guy. And both of them were the ones I worked with. And um, um, I got down there a week early, actually. I didn't, I didn't know. The tra- training program didn't start for a whole week later. So Really? Yeah. So wow. They, so they let, so they let me hang around the stands for a couple of days, so I got a little bit of that. Uh, and just kind of observe? Yeah. So I went to this one lady. The lady ran a stand of some building. I don't remember what building it was. Uh-huh. What then, about her? Was she blind? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh-huh. She, I don't know if she had any sight at all. I don't think she did. Oh, okay. A couple of partials, low wow. partials. And... So, so, okay, so we've talked about some of the easier parts of training. What were some of the hardest, most challenging parts of training that you found? Like, wow, I don't know if I can... Like, if this is difficult. How do I get through this part? What, oh, what... This classroom was that was... Tedious and... Yeah, boring. Yeah, a little bit at times, but we we did all right there. There was a bunch of us. There was like five or seven or eight of us there, and and a guy a guy taught it, and sort of just one woman that they had there working there. She was a married woman. Uh-huh. She was pretty young. Yeah. And uh, her name was Tina. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And this other guy was Bob. His name was Bob Eklund, and he used to walk around the room as he talked. Was he a teacher? Yeah, he was a, well, he's a, no, no, society, or what do they call that place in the blind? 
for the blind in Cleveland. What do they call that? Uh, the sight center? Yeah, I think it was called that. Uh-huh. That's where we had the training. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it was called that back then. It might have been different. I don't know. One of the Cleveland Society for the Blind. I don't know where it was. Okay. But anyway, it was something like that. So, so what about vending were the, the most difficult parts for you? What about your job? Did you find it was the most cumbersome or boring? Doing all the paperwork. <laughs> for the IRS? Or yeah, for, that too. And, um, or monthly paperwork? I mean, monthly work for the state. Uh-huh. You had to pay your sales tax every month. And plus, you had to pay, when you got a job in the state, you had to pay commission for the blind. You had to give them a service fee of some kind. And, you know, you had to figure it out from your earnings, you know, what you get, what you sold and stuff. How much yeah. you sold and stuff. And there's a, there's a form you had to fill out. Of course, you had to have someone do it for me, but. Yeah. Oh, one second, everybody. I'm going to, I should have done this at the beginning of the podcast, and I apologize. Okay, I've turned my speech off. I didn't want um, any notifications that I had coming to the phone. I didn't want everything. I, d- I didn't know how how much it would come out of the recording, so I didn't. I wanted to make sure my speech was off. Anyway, um, okay. So you also said that one, and and I've known Terry for many years, so you know we've talked about vending over the years. But um, you said that one part of the job that was. Uh, it could be very difficult. Was you you would get in, like infections in your hands sometimes? Well, that was early on when I had ex- I had eczema real bad. But I mean, with handling all the money and washing your hands, hands so much. Yeah, that was early on in jobs. Yeah, I had to get some stuff from. I had to get a prescription that's time for it. It's like that stuff you use for eczema. It's uh, like cortisone ten and stuff like that. Oh, okay. It's similar to that. But it wasn't like an infection in your hands. It was no. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's so much of it. Electric reactions are probably between the water and the money and I don't know what else, you know. Yeah. Um, so, um, how did you deal with... Diff- Let's talk about customers first. How did you deal with difficult customers that just wanted to give you a hard time about something or another or... Yeah, most of the time I... Uh, how did you personally defuse that situation? Mm. I don't know. I don't remember so much, too much of it, but like if they're like, "Hey, you didn't get my order correct," or "You, yeah. you didn't give me back the right amount of change," or yeah, well, I was like, "Well, okay, well." Usually, usually going to principal, the customer's always right, but I didn't like that idea. I because no one's always right, so right customers can be always right, but that's what you had to go by, basically. Is that what? The, so I mean, so if someone bought back, these chips are stale, you know. Yeah. I said, I don't know. I try one usually see if they Yeah, work. you told me. I was going to say, I was going to mention that. You, it was like, oh my. Man, I couldn't. I don't, I don't think they're stale, but I'll get in our bag, you know. Yeah. You would try it right in front of them? Yeah. Ew. Once somebody had their hands in a bag of chips, that would be it for me. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. I'm not that fussy, I guess. Wow. I don't know if I. <laughs> he said, and you said, I don't think that's stale, but you can go ahead and get another bag? Yeah, usually, you know, I'd say that, something like that. You know. Yeah. And what about customers that, like, let's say, let's say you know, because cause we've all had it happen. I mean, you know, especially, you know, a customer going up to a blind sales representative, a blind vendor, you know, they say shit like, you know, uh, you know, this is a 50 that I'm giving you, and it might be a $1 bill. How do, well, did, I usually did you have change 50s, I... I, oh, I got ripped off a few times for bills and stuff like that. 
But later on, they came up with these dog identifiers. They were kind of big at the time. Yeah, they put, were they around in the early 70s when you started? No, 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 no. They I didn't think so. Well, did they start in the I 80s? Didn't see, I didn't see none. Was then. it the 80s or 90s? I think it was more like the, the 90s, I believe. Maybe early, late 80s or early 90s, somewhere in there. Okay. So, it went in the 90s. So when that happened, it made things a lot easier. But typically... Did you did you require that a customer have like either? Yeah, yeah. In some places, I would I'd send them to the uh, to the uh, I get people. I had a buzzer was one place I worked at, and I get buzz them. They come and check the bills for me, and they bring them in. You know, the security guards would. Did you ever buzz, and then it was like different than what the customer told you it was? Mm. Um, I don't recall. I guess not often, huh? No. I just wondered, like... But if I didn't, you know, but they might have, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, those things happen sometimes. And, and I don't know how much... I know somebody in the federal building, when I worked in the federal building downtown Detroit, claimed, as one woman told, said they were talking and they were saying, yeah, we see stuff... Piece of stuff ripped off all the time in here, you know. Who said that? There's one woman that worked in the building. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, why didn't she say it? Why don't she say anything? Ripped off at your store? Yeah, people would rip off stuff, you know, candy. Like at your store? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. She said she's, she's seen it quite often, you know, it happened, you know. Yeah. I don't know, why do you don't say anything, you know? Did you ever confront her about that? No, I just ignored her because I... You know, I I didn't know it would do any good, you know, so I just, but I heard her say it, and she's talking to somebody. Uh-huh, yeah. Why don't you say anything, you know? Right. Exactly. And what, um, what about, like, difficult, um, so we've talked about difficult customers to a degree, um, and how you dealt with a lot of that. So, So a lot of times, unfortunately, you had to operate on the principle that the customer was always right, even though. It wasn't always something you wanted to deal with, right? Yeah. And I, a lot of times you had to probably return things that you didn't feel like they're not being honest about. This one woman got in a shouting match one day down the Thunder Bone in Detroit one day. Uh huh. And I don't know what I don't know what it was about. I can't remember. How remember. old were uh, what, what was what part of your career was this in the eighties, nineties, seventies? Probably. A, it was either. I think it was in the nineties. Okay. It was in the 90s, yeah. So you were at least probably around late 30s, 40s? Yeah, I was probably 40 or so. Okay, and you guys got in a shouting match, so what happened? Yeah, I don't know. She just got mad about something. And I got mad right back at her. And she had, and my one play got mad at this one woman the other day. The day before. The other day? <laughs> the day before or something like that. And she got in a shouting match with some, some customer. Because they'll, they'll work on the... They work on your employees too when they first meet them, you know. Uh huh. Some people try to take advantage of them, you know, because they're new, you know. Which employee was it? Anyone you told me about? Oh no, just one woman that worked for me. Oh, okay. Um. All right. Well, interesting. So, what about difficult employees? Let's talk about employees that work for you that you you know you had to. You know, what do you think was the most difficult thing about employees that work for you? Mm. Most of my employees were fairly decent most of the time. Uh, 
sometimes they would, you know, they would, you, sometimes some of these people, they just wanted to help wait on customers. They didn't want to, some of these people don't want to help stock and, you know, do that kind of stuff, you know. You know, they don't want to help stock the stuff up, you know, too much. Some of these people didn't. You know, you had to really get on their case to help stock up stuff. And you're not exactly the most vocal person in the world, no, so. No, not exactly, but. Uh, yeah. Not like my brother. <laughs> like, you didn't say, hey, it's part of your job, either do it or get out. You know, that's kind of how I would handle yeah, I it. Like, huh? I got, I don't know, this one employee I had one time, and I got along fairly well most of the time, but I don't know, someone got upset one day or something like that, and she quit or something. I, I said, fine, you can go, you can quit if you want, just don't let the door hit you when you leave, you know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Was that um? Was that the one that I was talking about? Uh, her birth control pills? No, no. This was another one. Oh. Well, that woman just talked about every day she take a birth control pills about eight or nine in the morning, uh-huh. like at nine o'clock or something every day. Oh, I'm taking my pill now. She said. <laughs> wow. She was so proud of it, you know. <laughs> and, just, and it was just a birth control pill, huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, so how, how did you deal with difficult employees that uh, either wanted to take stuff? Like, I, I know that you said that there were some employees that, um, you know, that would, uh, um... Oh, yeah, some would try to steal money and stuff like that, or, or take stuff with them home, you know? Yeah. Chips to pop or something like that. Or... And, and how did you deal with those situations? Well, I had to get rid of them or, you know... Did you ever confront them and say, hey, I noticed you took some pop home the other day, or I noticed you took chips, or yeah, whatever? Yeah, well, I, I thought, hmm. Huh? I said, well, I was, I was pretty nice to my employees, but I usually didn't charge them for much, you know. Yeah. It, so, I was a nice guy. I guess too nice a guy sometimes. Yeah. And, and I know you said that, didn't you say... That your brother dealt with a robber before? Somebody knew dealt with a robber? Like somebody t- wanted to put in their hands in the cash register? Oh, yeah. He happened to catch it just in time. My brother did. And they got their hands in the drawer, but my brother caught just in time and slammed the drawer shut on their hands. On yeah. Their hand. um, that must have hurt. I bet it did. We used cash registers most of the time back then. We didn't get... We didn't use cash registers just that much because there's... Until the talking ones came out, and then they weren't very good. The talking cash registers? Yeah, the ones I had, the one I had was a piece of junk. Oh, wow. Um, and what, so, um, so tell people about the different types of facility, different types of things that you can do as a blind vendor. Like, obviously you can do vending machines, vending where you machines. load the machine. I didn't know how great it was to work in vending, doing just vending machines until I started it near the end of my career and uh, I thought man a lot of time we get off you know yeah great you know I don't have to work eight hour a day <laughs> you just load it and go huh? yeah just have someone because the vending machines I had were in different buildings so I had to get a driver to help me drive around and film help me film yeah and stuff like that wow okay so there's vending machines and there's the stores right the yeah snack the stores bar. It's, there's snack bars most of the time, snack bars had coffee and pop and stuff like that. And, uh, like a, like a small store in a building, basically. Yeah. Well, they had sandwiches and that were most, most unless you had a cafeteria. The people had a cafeteria, which I never had. 
My brother did, but I never would work in one. I never would work. That's too much work. Um, yeah, you told me about those. You said run if you ever got one of those, huh? Yeah, but but snack bars when you sold sandwiches, they were brought in by companies, you know. Like the famous national company, Stewart. They used to make sandwiches. I don't know, I imagine they're still around. Stewart? Yeah, sandwiches. Uh-huh. They're cheaper. They were cheaper. But they were national. And that was a national company. But the other companies, like other places, would sell you sandwiches if you wanted them. You know, like, uh, like a, I know in Lansing, I used to, we get sandwiches from this one place. This one place called uh, Quality Dairy or something like that, mm-hmm. I think it was. And uh, they <laughs> deliver sandwiches out to you if you wanted them. And then uh, uh, other people, you, you could get them from too, actually. There's a few different companies that would, you know, you'd buy sandwiches from, and they were already made up and everything. You get egg salad or tuna and that kind of stuff, and burgers, small, regular-sized burgers and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and ham and cheese, sometimes subs, you know. Yeah. And stuff like that. We had microwaves. Yeah. So people wanted to heat them up. And uh, so those are the main those are the main things: the vending machines, the stores, and the cafeterias, right? Yeah. I, I did everything but work in a cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, you said you didn't like the cafeteria work. No. Um. So what? So you like the you like the stores the best? Well, me. Uh, well, I like the stores because I, well, especially the vending machine, vending stand in the stores, and um, something like that because I deal with the customer. Well, you could deal with the customers in the, in the uh-huh. vending and some, you know, some too. But, but you spend all day with the customers and basically. You ran a snack bar, you know. Right. But I like dealing with customers. That was my favorite part of the job, basically. Why was that your favorite part of the job? Yeah, like, customers? I like shooting the bowl with them and everything else and talking to them and yeah. waiting on them and uh-huh. stuff like that. Okay. I was more outgoing, actually, with work than I was at home. <laughs> you were more outgoing at work than where? Yeah. Then, then I then was out of work. I was out of work, yeah. Oh wow! And, For some and, reason, my personality came out. And you said that you really liked, um, you know, like you would give kids candy when they came to your store and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Especially if I really liked them, you know, because they were pretty cool. You know, we didn't get a lot of kids. Except when I worked at, basically, when I worked at social services, Lansing meets a lot of kids. Yeah. But we, and uh, of course, you get a lot, of, a lot of different people that were on. Welfare and stuff like that in there too. Yeah. That's why you got a lot of kids and stuff. But most of the time, those people were pretty nice, most of them. But you had to watch them, you know. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, what, what else? So, tell me about, um, tell me about how you took, because one thing that, um, I noticed about Terry when, when he came here was that he, he took inventory of stuff in the house. He doesn't so much do it anymore, but he used to really take inventory of everything in the house. Like he, well, I wouldn't say everything. Well, I mean, you knew more than I did. Like, you're like, oh, we had nine rolls of paper towels, now we have seven, you know. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, I, I don't keep track of that kind of thing, but you, you do because you had a career out of that type of thing. Yeah, so So I'd... tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how you took your inventory and tell tell those who may not know, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
you know, what you had to do to order more and, and yeah, when, well, when you, you know, well, tell, tell us the whole process there. Some of these places would, would send out, we, we called some places, you know, and ordered stuff over the phone. Mm-hmm. And other places like candy companies and you know, places delivered candy and stuff like that, they would come out and the salesperson would come out and we'd order, you'd order stuff, you know, and what you need it, you know. And we just went through the stuff and whatever we needed, you know, and uh, we'd buy it. We'd order it and they'd deliver it the next day, you know. So, like, whether it was like hot dog buns, hamburger buns, candy bars, whatever it is, yeah, well, sodas. We, we didn't have to deal with hot dog buns really because we didn't have no hot dog makers. We got, oh. we got sandwich companies would come out and they'd take your order for every, and they'd just bring it right into you, you know. Or you could call them up on the phone. You could call them on the phone the next day, they'd bring it. What yeah. companies did you deal with on a regular basis? Um, there was this place in Detroit, a candy company, it was called Coralville. Just one place. Called what? Coralville, I think it was. Coralville? I think it was, that's what it was called. Okay. Anyway, um, they went out of business after that. My brother said that people were ripping them off, I guess. I don't know. Uh-huh. The owners or something were taking a lot of the money, so it was, I don't know. They went out of business. But they, they sold everything, you know, candy, cigarettes, and pop, and... You could buy anything, or you could buy the pop soda from the can, from the soda companies, like pop, Pepsi or Coke, different products. You know, uh-huh. you could buy them from them also if you wanted to, and they deliver it right away. Oh, okay. So Just buy it by the case. So let's say, like, for instance, with like your candy bars, like that's a lot of stuff to keep track of. Like to to me anyway, I've not ever done that. Like. Like, that just seems like a big... Any of that. Well, like I said, let's just stick with candy bars alone. I mean, that's a lot to keep track of. How do you know, like, okay, we need to order more well, you from the Hershey Company or from Reese's or whatever? Yeah, you order from the candy companies, and they, you know, they'd sell everything, you know. So you'd order, you know, Snickers or whatever you need, and have them or whatever, you know. And you order that and gum and stuff. You just check your inventory, and, and someone said you were out of stuff, you, you have help or whatever, would tell you were out of stuff, so you kept track of it and, and called them in there. Now, how, how quickly did you usually call things in? Like, did you wait till you were down to, like, say, 30 or something, 20 or something, 10? It, no, it depends on what it was, you know. Basically, your best sellers, you know. After selling them for a while, you know what your best sellers are, because people tell you, you know, what they're buying, you know. Yeah. Like M&M's, Snickers, and that kind of stuff, Hershey bars, and stuff where you're real good sellers, and your gums, and, you know. Some of these other candy bars didn't move as well, so you didn't order much. You yeah. Know, you ordered a box. A lot of these boxes had, like, 24 in them, or, unless you got a vending gown, which are a lot more, like, or 36. 36 uh, to a packages box. or whatever? Yeah, 36, 36 bags of M&M's or whatever into a box. How, how many boxes did you order at a time? Oh, whatever you needed, you know. If you had, you know, if you, you could order, you know, there's tons of candy bars out there and there's more now, a lot more now. Back then there was quite a few. Yeah. And they always come out with, they were always coming out with new stuff occasionally, you know. Yeah. What about newspapers? Did you sell newspapers? Oh, gosh, yes. So, did the people just come in, did, did they do all that for you, like the people? Yeah, they, they'd bring them in every day, you know. Pay, you'd pay them once a week. 
and they would they would and bring pick, in the latest one and take the one away that yeah, was older. Yeah, you had to take the ones that didn't sell. Yeah. That, that didn't sell, they'd take them back the next day. What did they do with all the papers that didn't sell? I don't know what they do on them. Huh. Wow. Um, okay, well, I think, you know, we've covered a lot of stuff, so... They sold magazines, too. They were a pain. They were a pain to sell? Yeah, because they're all different prices and different... Oh, God, I hate a magazine. Wow. Newspapers didn't make a lot of money on them, but they weren't so bad. You know, magazines, I hate them doing magazines. Because they're all different prices. So you had to ask them which kind. And to find the best price, you had to ask them... What's the price on this? Greeting cards was a pain in the butt, too. Greeting okay. cards? Yeah. Oh, like wow. Some, I could sell birthday cards, Christmas cards, mm-hmm. um, sympathy cards, and, and uh, all kinds of cards. So you'd had to, you asked the customers what the price was? Yeah, because you can't remember all those prices. And, uh, some, and, and the greeting cards were hard to read sometimes. It's hard to figure them out, you know. Yeah. Well, how did like I would be concerned? Okay, a customer might say, "Okay, this card was a dollar nineteen, and it was like three twenty-five or something." Well, usually the cards weren't that expensive at the time, but weren't you know almost three. Well, I, no, I I know, but it was just good examples of prices. Yeah, but they were they were hard to figure out too because if people didn't people that were buying them didn't realize how to read them, read the price, find the price on the thing, they had trouble finding them, you know. Yeah. And you'd 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 sell coffee and and the snack bars and stuff like that and you and you especially at the uh, when I ran that that store in Detroit federal building I uh, you 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 had to provide bags and stuff different size bags we used paper bags but, uh, most of the time back then. You used paper bags. Yeah. Oh, okay. And there were different sizes of bags you could order. Small, very small, to very big, you know. Yeah. Inside bags. Yeah. Um, did you ever serve any celebrities at your store? Mm-hmm. I know a, this one senator used to come in once in a while when he was in town. Carl Levin. He was a senator from Michigan. Uh-huh. When he was in his office, he'd come in and buy a newspaper. From you? Yeah. Did he know your name? Mm, I don't think so. Oh. But my employee knew him. My, yeah. My employee knew who he was when she seen him. You know. And so did you, did you retire from uh, vending or did you, did you quit or what happened? Well, both. All three above. I, I got actually canned because I quit paying my service fees and stuff like that. And I got behind and, and finally lost my job because of it all. Yeah. Because you didn't pay your service fees or do yeah. paperwork or whatever? Yeah, right. And so I got canned for that. I I owed IRS money and stuff like that. And so I just... <laughs> that's the worst part about the job was taxes and all that crap. And who who cleaned up your stores and stuff? Did you do it? Did your employees or did you do it together? Employees, yeah. We all do it, you know, basically. Yeah. I have them do most of it, but... You know, sometimes I clean too. So. Was it nasty? Yes. I would hate cleaning up with other people. Did you have to clean the bathroom too, or did you? No, have... no, no. We never did. No, we didn't do bathrooms. Oh. 
Yeah. 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 Yeah.